It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. I thought it might be fun to talk about a discussion that I recently had with another Agile enthusiast. We were talking about leadership and what if we had any like static advice or the most common things or the biggest things we would say that are the three most valuable contributions that we learned as part of an Agile transformation. What are three of the most valuable lessons, if you will? And we were pulling it all together and trying to brainstorm because there's a lot of uh, opportunity here. There are a lot of things we can discuss. So let me give you the list of three that we came up with and go from there and see if we can uh, build on those. Lesson number one that I learned is you can't help everyone equally if you're stretching yourself too thin. This has a lot to do with limiting work in progress. If you are just being everything to everyone and trying to do everything and trying to stretch yourself so thin, what you're going to quickly discover is that you're not helping anyone and you could be part of the hindrance. I think it's just so critical for us to really dig in and say, okay, if we need help to support what's going on, we need to get that help. Whether it's help from UI or UX, whether it's help from a data scientist, help from a database engineer, we need to make sure that we're asking for help from different individuals. We can't just take on the uh, role of doing it all ourselves. And sometimes as leaders, we fall into this trap where we either rely on one specific individual only to help us do things, or we are in a position where we are really fighting back and pushing against the grain because we feel like there are opportunities that need to be met and we know a better way when in actuality we need to lean on the skills and expertise of the people who are building our product or service so anyone on the team who's stretching themselves too thin make sure they realize that we need to impose whip limits and that we can impose whip whip limits and that we can be successful if we do okay the success of your product teams and everyone else depends on it make sure that you emphasize that part all right, as a leader, here comes number two. Lesson number two I learned is hire early and hire right. And what I mean by that is if you know there's going to be something coming up that you need somebody for, don't wait until the last minute to try to scoop someone up off a of fiver, right? I've seen so many organizations struggle with this. It's important for you to find the right person ahead of time. And when I say hire right, this is where it gets interesting. Sometimes it's better to bring someone as a full-time employee. Other times, it's better to bring someone on as a 1099 contractor. What we've discovered is that you can get a lot of value from someone in three months, six months, nine months. They don't need to be a full-time employee. But if it's something that you know you're going to have an ongoing need for, don't be afraid to bring someone on full-time. It could be a cost savings to you in the long run, and it shows that you're fully invested in them, which gives them a greater opportunity to produce high-quality work because they know that you've made the investment and now they want to in return invest in you. So I think that if you look ahead at least six to nine months of inbound work and decide what type of people you need, and what skill sets you need and whether they need to be full time or if they could be someone who is a contractor, that's going to help you better benefit in the end. Okay, let's go on to the third one. The third one is say no so your team can say yes. What? This one's kind of interesting. So teams come to realize the value 
of people who do agile very quickly. And sometimes they start to wind up in a support position, if you will, for multiple teams. And when a team is mature and stable, there's usually a dedicated scrum master to the team. However, many teams were in growth process at the same time in this example. And they've worked with scrum masters who are constantly multitasking, supporting multiple teams, and each of those teams were at a different stage. When that happens, sometimes it's better for someone to step in as a leader and say no on behalf of the team. I think that when you do, it puts you in a position of servant leadership and it shows the team that you're willing to put boundaries in place so that you can support their initiatives and allow them to work in a dedicated manner so that they're not stretched too thin. And I know two of these tie back to limiting work in progress, but I think that some of the keys in order for us to be successful really do lie in understanding whip limits and applying whip limits in a way that it makes sense so that everyone can be on the same page and everyone can deliver high quality value. So we need to begin by acknowledging that it's impossible for a single person to drive a transformation in an entire organization. Identify supporters and advocates to ensure people uh, brought onto the teams have the right mindset to boost the transformation, whether it be long-term or short-term. And we need to lead by example and say no one necessary when people stretch beyond their means. Because if we do that, that's when we stand up for the team values. And that's when the team values and appreciates us the most. That's going to do it. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you have a topic you want us to discuss, feel free to reach out. Learn more at AgileDad.com. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care. Yeah.